0: Okay, good Gervach, I um, want to share with Thank you an incredible story. I was actually inspired to uh, share the story this week because of Menachemendel Krasinski. Menachemendel, uh sent me a picture of someone that he inspired to uh, go to yeshiva and how um, this person looked before he went to yeshiva and how he looks now. And uh, seeing this picture and this change... Uh, and this person maybe think about, you know, how Menachem himself, you know, how, how how he took leaps and bounds in his kind his Judaism, and how he led it someone else up. There's a famous um, discussion that was uh, published by Jem a few years ago about how Rabbi Abner Avner, who was one of, one of the advisors to, uh, I think, six Israeli prime ministers, he was once talking with Rebbe and he was very impressed with the conversation and so impressed he told Rebbe he asked him what's your, what's your ambition in life? and Rebbe told him let me tell you what, I, what I'm doing here Rebbe took out a candle Rebbe asked him what is this? and Hudavner said this is a candle Rebbe said no this is just a bowl of wax with a, with, a, uh, with a string in it when does a candle become a candle? Rebbe said the candle only becomes a candle when you light it, and that that the Rebbe says is my ambition in life to light up every Jewish candle, every Jewish soul. So that's what the Rebbe told Yehuda Avner. So if you think about it, one candle lights another candle, lights another candle, and it's infinite. Uh, there was an amazing story in that context uh, that was printed in the Shechava newsletter, and Tom was this this just a few months ago. And I want to share with you the story that's printed there. there uh, the Rabbitson Khani Lazar from Moscow, she was uh, trying to find a way to inspire a community. who was in Moscow after Corona and trying to make some event for all the Chabad women in, in Moscow. And she thought of this theme of how one candle lights another candle. And she decided that she's going to try to figure out in her community... To trace back a candle that was lit by one neshama, who lit was lit by another neshama, and see and and, and to see the story of the candle. So what she did was is that she um, she spoke to one woman and asked her who inspired her, and the woman she asked was named her name is Abigail Kamenetsky. Avigail Kamenetsky is someone who has dedicated her life to sharing and teaching Chassidus, and she asked Abigail, uh, who lit your candle? Abigail said, oh, there's another woman in Moscow, her name is Elana Srapoglovsky. Elana Srapoglovsky, she's the one who inspired me. Elana inspired me, and that's why, uh, that's why I decided to share Hasidus and teach Torah to other people, it's because of Elana, okay? So Rebetzin Lazar calls up Elana, Elana, tell me your story. Elana, who inspired you to go out and to reach out and inspire others? So Ilana says, "Oh, who inspired me? I was inspired by this woman named Aida Rachel Nidabora. Aida Rachel, she is the woman who inspired me. All right, where is Aida Rachel? Aida Rachel was living in Moscow. Now she lives in Israel. So Rebetzin Lazar calls up Aida Rachel to hear her story. Aida Rachel told her the fascinating story. Aida Rachel said that she grew up. Her name was Olga. Growing up, she didn't have a Jewish name." And she was uh, an actress, forty-five years old, she was already doing film. And she actually came to United States, she came to perform in a film festival in, uh, called the Grand Prix Film Festival in San Remo. And she did her part about, uh, in, the, in this film about the Holocaust. And this film really echoed a theme that she grew up with from her mother and her grandmother, how being Jewish is something to like hide. It's being Jewish is something dangerous, something to be embarrassed about. And that's the impression she got as a young girl, doing this film and and in the in the kind of lifestyle that she grew up. And that, that's how she felt that being Jewish is something like like not a good, not a good thing. Oops, sorry about that. So um, so she, divine providence, brought her to um. To Moscow in the summer of nineteen ninety four, and she was in the Ginevraal camp in in Moscow. And uh, so, when Rebbezin Lazar called her, so she told her how uh, she she went to camp, and she was so so inspired by her counselor. Who was her counselor? Her counselor's name was Chayena. Chayena was the exact opposite of what she thought Jews are supposed to be like. She thought Jews are supposed to be timid and embarrassed about their, who they are, but Chiena was always so excited and happy, and her bunk's name was the bunk of Simcha, the bunk of happiness. And she saw the way the Lazar children would walk around so bouncy and happy, and she, it really changed her perception of Judaism so much, so that when the summer ended, she was awarded as the best camper in her bunk, and she was given a gift by Chiena, of a Shabbos candlestick, and she cherished this gift. And she made five decisions, five mitzvahs that she was going to take on, and hold on to. That she just said so she continue with her Judaism. She was afraid, you know, she's, her family wasn't religious at all, but she wanted to hold on to it. So she made five decisions. One decision she made was to say Ani every morning, to say Shema before going to sleep, to always separate between meat and milk, and to, uh, to light Shabbos candles. So, so when, when Rebetzin Lazar called her, and she asked her, who was it that inspired you? So, she says, Chayena. And Miss Lazar, she knows the names of all of her counselors all, all of the, uh, over the years, and the name Chayena didn't ring a bell. And she also uh, didn't really have too much, too many pictures of the camps that she had run over the years. And so she wasn't sure who this Hyana was. She couldn't figure it out. And then finally she found pictures of that summer. A few pictures were taken that summer. And she sent to Ida the pictures. Ida actually she, she how'd she get the name Ida? It's interesting. She her name was, was Olga, but her she knew that her father's mother, who was Jewish, had an I and a D and an A in it. So she thought, oh, Ida. And she wasn't sure that was a Jewish name, so she called herself Aida Rachel to make sure she had at least one Jewish name. And then when she told her father, she had taken this name upon herself, her father said, oh, you named yourself after my mother, that's wonderful, Dina's such a nice name. Her name wasn't Aida, uh, her name was Dina. So, but then she discovered an interesting things. she discovered that her aunt, her father's aunt's name was actually Aida. So her, somehow her neshama knew that her name had to be Ida, as is known, that old names are given with divine inspiration. Anyways, so Mrs. Lazar is trying to find pictures from that summer when Ida Rachel was a camper. And she sends her a picture. It's, oh, she sees a picture and says, That's Khyena. Who is Khyena? Khyena is actually uh, Rabbitson Henny velovic from Los Angeles. In camp, they called her Khyena because the Russians' girls, you know, the, the, the H and the G and whatever, so they called her, instead of calling her, uh, uh, Henny, they called her Yenny, Chienny, whatever, and end up as Chienna. Her name was Henny Galanter then before she was married, and, and so she was so inspired by this by this counselor, and that's why she became a and she said that, I have already gotten married and become a myself, said this Eide, Eide Rachel, and I light Shabbos candles with little more expensive Shabbos candlesticks than I got from my counselor. However, this candlestick is very precious to me because it was given to me then, and and uh, I, I always look at this candlestick every single Shabbos. So rebbitson Lazar called up rebbitson Velovic and told her the story, and rebbitson Velovic actually said, when I gave her the candlestick, I didn't know if she would ever use it, you know? And so then rebbitson Lazar added something, an interesting, interesting thing. She said that summer, there was a lot of unrest happening in, in Russia at the time. They weren't really sure if they should even have a camp because of all of the political unrest. So Rabbi Beryl Lazar, he phoned Rabbi Groner, Al-Vishalm, and asked Rabbi Groner to ask the Rebbe if they should have camp or not. And at that time, it was after the Rebbe's stroke, and the Rebbe wasn't speaking, so he asked the Rebbe if they the Lazar's should leave Russia. The Rebbe said no. Should they stay in Russia? The Rebbe said, said yes. They should have the camp, yes. And so really it was only because of the Rebbe's blessing, and despite the political unrest, that they were able to have the camp, and that's how the, that's how one candle was lit, and that caused another candle to be lit, and a third candle, and the truth is that we really have no idea what kind of impact we have when we make an effort to inspire another person. There's a beautiful, beautiful thing, the, thank uh... <laughs> you, there's a beautiful thing, that the Rebbe says that we should pay attention. I think in this time of year, or Shosh- time before Shoshana. it says in the Torah that when a person gets married, whenever you get married, you're forgiven for all your sins. How do we know you get forgiven for your sins? The Torah says that there was a mega merger wedding. Esav, our uncle Esav, Esau, he married the daughter of Yishmael, Machlas, and the Talmud said, the Talmud Yerushalmi says in the Bikurim chapter three, uh, Mishnah Zayin, it says that. Machlas means forgiveness. So if you get married, you get forgiven. So the, the question is, what does that have to do with all of us? Well, those of us who have gotten married, those of us who are not married, the Torah is talking to each of us. What is it saying to us? And also, why are we using Asaph as an example for this? So Rebbe said something unbelievable. The said that marriage has a spiritual component to it. The spiritual component of marriage means that you make a decision, that you're going to have children for God. God is our husband. The Jewish people are his bride. And getting married to God means to making a decision to to give birth to spiritual children for God, dedicating at least a portion of your life to inspiring others. So the Rebbe said, that when a Jew makes a decision to inspire others, it doesn't matter how he acted before. It could be a moment ago he was acting like Esau and Arashah, he was acting as bad as Esau. So you might think, like, it's over, I can't do anything. So Torah says, nevertheless, when you make a decision, to, to, so to speak, marry God, and to have and inspire other people, and to dedicate something of your life to inspire others, to to, to to dedicate a part of your life to do that, so Hashem says doesn't matter what happened before, you're going to be forgiven, and all you're going to be forgiven, Hashem is, going, Hashem is going to assist you to inspire others, to the extent that although the Talmud says you're supposed to beautify yourself before you beautify others, and therefore, like, how are you trying to inspire others before you beautify yourself? But that decision itself, that you decide that you're going to dedicate your life to help other people... That itself will, so to speak, spiritually beautify you and cleanse you and allow you to fulfill your good decision to try to inspire and help other people. It sounds very similar to the video that we saw earlier about giving tztaqa. That when you decide to give tztaqa beyond your means, Hashem gives you the ability to be able to give that tztaqa in a similar way spiritually. You decide that you're going to inspire other people, no, you're not up to that level. So Hashem opens the door for you and brings you to a different place. I think it's a great thing to do uh, now in the time of Elohim, from trying to, uh, you know, prepare for the coming year and clean up the past year, a great thing to do to begin again is to dedicate part of our day, part of our week, part of our month, part of our year to helping and inspiring other youth. You agree, Rosie? good Avach, good Absuris, <laughs> Mashiach now. Gutvach Ezra, Gutvach Menachem good David, Gutvach Yehuda, Gutvach Yitzchak.